Hey everybody, good morning. Happy Wednesday, February 21st. It's the Plant-Based Morning Show presented by Compliment, lovecompliment.com. This is part of the Outlier Health Podcast, which you can go find uh, over at Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just look for App- Outlier Health Podcast uh, and you'll find us along with some other shows that we do, Know Me Athlete Radio and something that we actually call the Outlier Health Podcast. All right, I'm bringing Doug into the Instagram. Um, if it works, it's a little slow going right now. Oh, there he is. Okay. Hello, Matt. Hello, Doug. What's up? It's an interesting way of starting the show. Good morning. Plant-based <laughs> morning show. <laughs> there you go. Very good. Uh, hey, reminder, I uh, have a friend who watched the show yesterday. And I said, did you watch it on Instagram or YouTube? And he said, Instagram. And then I felt bad for him because it's terrible on Instagram. You shouldn't watch it there. So if you're there, and right now 11, 12 people are there, go to youtube.com slash athlete, uh, which I have pinned to the Instagram because it's just a far better experience. So get over there, subscribe to that YouTube channel, and uh, you'll be happy. You'll be happy that you did. That's where Steve is. Could it be the the beginning of you like getting off of Instagram for good? You might actually say, I don't need to be on this dumb thing anymore. Uh, doom scrolling and all that, and just uh-huh. get get good videos, get viral content on YouTube. <laughs> doom Learn scrolling stuff. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, we got we got Larry was over on on on. Uh... Look at oh, that, we got Larry. Actually, lost Instagram. You canceled it. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Uh, you're just frozen. Huh? From what I can. Okay. Tell. Oh, but we do have Larry over here. That's right. That's one benefit of YouTube. Uh, Ali, Scott Mulholland, Kate. Matt O'Connor, Stephen Dunn, Britters, Carmen. I didn't see Britters yesterday. That's a that's, she was a noticeable absence. Same with Mr. Jeffrey. He's not been around recently. All right, Doug, you're being re-added to Instagram to fix this problem. Hopefully All right, we're gonna problem. see if that works out. Look, another back? reason, another reason not to use Instagram. It, it's buggy. Still. It's buggy. Yeah, Mr. Jeffrey is over on YouTube. Get over there. Have some fun. If you're listening to this uh, later, thank you. Podcast. Appreciate it. Can't go to YouTube right now, but um, you could watch it. You, yeah, you could go there. You could watch it. It'd be more fun than than listening. Definitely. Less reason than ever, though, because I'm getting the episodes up on time now. So yeah. you're, you're only a few hours behind when you when you listen to this. All right. Um, British took off work to go hiking, and they're still live with us on YouTube right now. That's that's fun. That is pretty nice. Uh, no explanation for why she wasn't here yesterday, though. Still. So I don't know. But anyway, that is good, Britters. Um, Leslie Knight points out that it is hump day, and that is correct. It is. We haven't really talked about hump day too much recently, but uh, it is. This isn't really the hump day. The hump is like Wednesday midnight because it's four-day week. So this is still the first half. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anyway, Doug, I got, uh, I got an update I forgot to share yesterday, and that Ooh. is I had teased that I might make the uh, – the king oyster mushroom bacon because we saw yes. someone on Shark Tank got funded for that, and then I thought that's a good idea because I I make shiitake bacon. I think I originally found the recipe in Chloe's Italian Kitchen, that book by Chloe mm-hmm. Cascarelli. Um, very simple. You just chop up shiitake mushrooms, toss them in oil, salt, pepper, and then if you want, you can put some smoky liquid smoke or smoked paprika in there, uh, and then you bake it at like I think it's like 350, 25 minutes, not very long, just enough to get them. To where they begin to get crispy, chewy, like bacon actually is. Uh, and it's just such a good recipe. My dad had it for the first time uh, you know, years ago when he was still a meat eater. 
um, which he is again now, but before he was vegan uh, and he had it, he said, wow, this is like, this is unbelievably like the real thing. Wow. So I was very excited about King oyster mushroom because it's, these are much bigger mushrooms. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Doug. I'm sure you haven't bought them because you just make burritos, but they're <laughs> large mushrooms. Uh, they're no, I have not. <laughs> Uh, yeah but when you cut the you cut the stem into planks and you have pieces that are the size of bacon strips ah. uh, so i thought this is gonna be this could be really good have have a much larger quantity bigger pieces and um i found a recipe i think it was from seriouseats.com i'm not really sure about that uh, yes yeah, so seriouseats.com crispy vegan smoked mushroom bacon recipe uh and i did that and it was pretty good you ended up um you like bake the stuff kind of the same method but then you sprinkle some sugars and a little bit of sugar, a little bit of maple syrup on there to get this extra crispiness at the end. Um, and then he actually smokes it, or maybe it's a she, I don't know who it is. They actually smoke uh, the bacon at the end with like a mesquite chip. And I didn't do any of that. I just added some liquid smoke. Um, but it turned out pretty good. I was pretty happy with it. It did not have quite the deep umami flavor of the shiitake bacon that okay. I really, really like. But as far as making big strips that you could make a BLT out of, mm -hmm. um, or, you know, serve it at a brunch, like not just a little topping for your dinner as I've used the shiitake stuff. Um, it, you know, it was pretty good. It worked really well. The texture is perfect and missing a little bit of that smoky meatiness, but maybe if I'd actually smoked it, it would have been really good. So anyway, it was, it was successful. So I would, if you, if you need some bacon, do you think you'll keep playing around with it or will you go back to shiitake? I think I'll go back to shiitake. Okay. I just don't have a lot of uses for the big bacon strips. I guess if, I, if, if it was great, I might find uses for big bacon strips. But mm -hmm. uh, I just don't, you know, we, we don't have that opportunity to eat it that much. Where did so you get the mushrooms? Uh, Super G Mart, our, our place that has all the ethnic mm. foods. They have crazy mushroom selection, crazy hot pepper selection, just all kinds of different stuff you can't really get in a normal place. That's cool. Yeah, so this actually wouldn't be that easy to do because people can't really get this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully it's just all right. <laughs> hopefully it's just had it before. Uh I don't know. And I've seen people make scallops out of the vegan scallops out of the stems. So that's another good idea to try. Where do you think these markets like that get, where do they source the <laughs> I have no idea. ingredients? Good question. Because I, I mean, yeah. packaged stuff, you know, that's like all international or like different language, you know, mm -hmm. like sure, you can buy that stuff and import it and handle right. all that. Right. But, but like fresh you know, mushrooms and hot peppers and things like that have to be pretty, they have to probably work really hard to get those things. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're importing them from other countries. There's probably some U S growers of these foods. They just have to, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, but if that's what the ethnic cuisine demands and very few producers in the U S have it, you're right. It's got to make some work. Maybe that's what makes a good, a good specialty market. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I'm getting into right now? <laughs> what? <laughs> this week is my favorite food of the week. I mean, uh, sun-dried sun, sun tomatoes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we, we don't get them enough, but uh, I put them on pizza over the weekend, and mm -hmm. um, I put them in the pasta last night. So good. You Are you getting the oil-packed or the bagged ones where they're just no no liquid? Oil-packed. Oil-packed. Maybe they why they're, they're so good, but um, yeah, that's man, good. they're good. They are really good. You're right. You can make your own, too. I've done that before. You can stick oh, yeah? tomatoes in the oven for like for like five or eight hours, I forget, low temperature, and you mm -hmm. dry them out. It's not really sun-dried, but it is dried, and mm. they, they turn out pretty well. Yes, good. Um, all right, well, good. I'm glad you are glad you caught on to the sun-dried tomato trend. I think that was cool in, like, early 90s. Sun-dried tomatoes had their <laughs> <Yeah>. hate. <laughs> but, uh, 
you know, no, they are good. It, it is one of those foods. Every time you have it, like that, this is really uh, yeah. You're like, why? Why do I not eat more of these? Yeah, right, right. <clears throat> All right, um, sun-dried tomatoes with pesto on that bonza chickpea uh, pasta is so good. Whoa. I don't know if I can get behind the mix of tomatoes and pesto though. That's the thing. I, I know people do oh, that sometimes. I just, I guess it's me and the, the multiple flavors that don't seem to go together. I just, I like pesto to have like the, the potatoes and the green beans, very traditional way of doing it. They don't contribute much flavors. I don't know. That sounds delicious. Weird. That sounds delicious to me. I think Although right now, I think anything with sun-dried tomatoes sounds delicious. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. I got a question for you. I, I was talking to Katie the other day about um, we're trying to streamline uh, our grocery process. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I think I think I mentioned a while ago that I, we were doing some uh, shopping at Target now for right. certain groceries because it was cheaper. Yep. Um, but we're still having to go to Ingles for certain other things, and so you know we're just trying to like streamline the process. And I, I'm thinking about getting AI involved and see if uh, see if AI can ah. can do a little um, research for me on what to get at different stores and create uh-huh. our our shopping list and create our our meal plan maybe. Like what good. recipes we want to do on certain certain nights. So uh, I just want to run it as an experiment for a week and see like how disastrous it is because it could be incredibly disastrous. Okay. Wait, so but, what are you gonna ask it to do? Make you a grocery list at at each of these places? Yeah. So like maybe maybe I'll list. Uh, so probably probably what I'll do. This is kind of where we landed last night. Is um is ask it to make me a grocery list. like just a complete grocery list and then we'll go in and edit it to like add some staples and things like that that we know the kids would want you know uh that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and then and then put that back in and say um tell me where to get these things between target for the Mm -hmm. best price between target and ingles or maybe even a third place i don't know if we can save a lot of money maybe it's it's good option to like introduce the amazon or something um Mm -hmm. but it can it can it real time go search the websites for the prices I don't know. I think so. Like GA4 can. Yeah. Oh yeah. It does that. Okay. I didn't know. That. I thought it was all like 2021 was the end of the day. No, no. GA4, GA4 does, does more of that. Okay. Um, and so, yeah. So, and then, and then like have it produce a meal plan for us and we'll cook those recipes for the week and see what happens. That's, that's the working plan. I'm still trying to figure out yeah, some, right. some of the bugs, but. And I guess it could, like when I tried to get recipes from ChatGPT one time, early days, ChatGPT, it, it was uh, like making up its own recipes and I didn't love yeah. that idea uh right it can it just go pull stuff from around the web and say here's a link to all your recipes for the week mm, i don't know if it will directly copy stuff like that i'm not sure it didn't have to copy oh, you could just oh, say yeah, here's, it a could. Yeah, yeah. Here. here's a link yeah probably i would imagine it would yeah i mean that'd be good if that if that worked that would be major savings of time so i'm gonna experiment it could be a total disaster so <laughs> we'll, we'll find out <laughs> but the chat gpt could learn it might be bad and you could teach it this mm-hmm. is it's not what I really want. Here's what one said, and then it could could adjust. I tried this pesto and sun-dried tomato recipe, and it was terrible. You know, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Don't don't ever recommend this again. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Um, a couple comments here about in response to Britters. Um, Kelly K says she also loves bonza chickpea pasta and pesto. We do that quite often, but we don't put sun-dried tomatoes. That doesn't sound like Kelly K does either. Uh, but that's a decent that's a decent meal when there's you know you didn't cook and you just throw some Trader Joe's pesto, which is pretty good and pretty healthy. Um, they're vegan pesto, um, and you get the chickpeas, and you don't feel bad. You're just eating 
bread, basically bread and pesto because it's because it's chickpea pasta. So there you go, good one. And uh, Dale Stevens said I made a pesto crumbled tofu before, so I'm thinking of throwing all that together. So that could be good too. Mm-hmm. There you go. Good. All right. Steven, Steven asked a football question. Do you want to? Oh yeah, Mbappe to Madrid. Uh, as far as I know, Steven, I don't know if that's a done deal. I thought he he was not going back to PSG, but that he was he was likely to go to Madrid, but the price wasn't yet right. Uh, I should be happy about that, I think, because we are Madrid fans. But it's it's I don't you know the buying of the best players it gets a little old to me. It just it just it's hard to it's hard to be that passionate. It's hard to be like Doug and the Hornets, where you're just a passionate fan. <laughs> Uh, when the team just sort of pays for whatever they want, you know, it's which which is the problem with with those big teams, obviously. Uh, so I think as I'm as I'm maturing as a soccer fan, I'm I'm becoming more more um, attracted to the idea of a like finding a smaller team to like. Mm, interesting. Um, I have some Hornets news and update. <laughs> the, the, this is actually I had no idea that the NBA did this. Which anybody who's an NBA fan probably is going to roll their eyes at me, but it's just like world the. To be a professional athlete just blows my mind. So they just signed a 10-day contract with a new center to come and like test them out because the the Hornets center has had some uh, some some uh, injury issues. Um, okay. But so can you imagine getting a 10-day contract? Like <laughs> he's currently playing in like a European league. They'll uh-huh. fly home, have a 10-day contract, and then it's a trial basically. Yeah, isn't that funny? That is funny. It's yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know if that happens in other sports very much. I think, yeah. I, I don't really know. But that that would be a high pressure ten days if you if that's the goal. That's the dream. <laughs> Kidding, yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna start and stuff. I mean, he's gonna become the center for ten days and then. Right. Yeah. Good. Hopefully, he gets paid in those ten days. Get some, make some money. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte FC Doug kicks off on this Saturday. Ah, you excited about that? Why don't you really? become a Charlotte FC fan? That's that could be your your thing where you a passionate fan. Yeah. Get an, get an Apple TV subscription, Apple TV Plus. Start watching the games. You have to have Apple TV Plus, not just Apple TV. Uh yeah. Is it the same I think thing. So. No, it's like the plus slash MLS package, I think. Yeah. And I don't I get there's probably local TV, but I don't I don't know if you can get that there. Yeah. I should. Anyway. I'm just I'm gonna become an all around general sports fan. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have my, my good, team and everything. Good aspiration. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. Um, let's get to let's get to the show here. We got one more reminder. If you're on if you're on Instagram, go to YouTube. Come on, youtube.com slash no Subscribe there. Get off Instagram. You don't need to be on it anymore. It's a dying platform. And if you're if, and if you're on YouTube, smash that like button. Get some energy going. Thanks for all the yes. comments. Exactly. All right. We start off with a banger, as I used to say quite often and haven't in a while. Uh, this is this is about as big as a weather report item gets. Ooh. Beyond has uh, has announced the release of Beyond Four, Beyond Generation Four, basically. Uh, I think it's the biggest overhaul of the recipe that they have yet done. Um, the stuff will the become new available. Comes in smashed or thick, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, this is this is an actual change that isn't just oh, okay, changing the right. shape of the of the burger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's the fourth iteration, as I said, multi-year research collaboration with top medical and nutrition experts. It'll be available in the spring on store shelves, and the goal is make the product healthier, at least make it perceived to be healthier. Uh, we've seen there's goodness here is their, is their uh, you know, new slogan, and that's what the CEO has said again about this product. Um, 
All right, here's the here's the big one for me. The switch from a combination of canola and coconut oil, which has very high saturated fat, to avocado oil. And I think it's 100% avocado oil. Uh, Heart-healthy monounsaturated fats, so no more, well, much less saturated fat, 60% less, and a higher smoke point, which has this secondary benefit of apparently making for a meatier taste because now you can, mm-hmm. you can cook it at a higher temperature on the grill. So they say a meatier, beefy flavor and better barbecue sizzle. Um, less sodium, 20% decrease. That's a pretty big, big decrease in sodium. One, big, of the, yeah. one of the big objections people have is the sodium. Uh, they increase the protein to 21 grams per serving by incorporating, I don't know if this is how they did it, but they are also, they're incorporating red lentil and fava bean protein in here um, to Yum. make the ingredient list look a little nicer. I don't know if it really makes a whole lot of difference uh, mm-hmm. where you get the protein from, you know, between different plants. Maybe it does. You, they probably have different amino acid profiles. Um, but what, uh, you what know, was the oil the protein, how much protein was, was there before? I, I don't know, but I think it was almost entirely pea protein. Um, it may uh, have been hundred percent pea protein powder, pea protein powder, uh, that they're using probably shouldn't say powder. Pre- uh, it's a 20, it's 20 grams now. So it's spinning one extra gram by introducing these additional okay. ingredients. Uh, but maybe a better, uh, but maybe a better um, amino acid profile. Yeah, or more diverse, right, I guess. Exactly. More diverse. Um, been certified by American Heart Association's Heart Check Program, which we saw before, I think, with Beyond. Uh, so I don't know. One, one drawback is the avocado oil is more expensive, so this will come at a higher price tag, mm. uh, but no word yet on what exactly that is. I read this and I was excited. I, I actually do care about this um, because mm. coconut oil is my big objection. The big thing, I don't, I don't like the processed nature of the food. Obviously it's not going to become an everyday food, but right now when I have it, I feel like I'm always like, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't do this very often. It's too much saturated fat for me. I try to avoid coconut oil in lots of things just because of family heart history. And when I eat it, my cholesterol goes up. So that's, that's kind of a big one. This is actually a major change. Something that would make me feel a lot better about this. Um, it still is just avocado feels oil like, that much better? Yeah, because it doesn't have the saturated fat. It has much, much lower saturated okay. fat, which is how they could reduce it by 60% here. Um, so that's that's the big one. It's a different type of fat. Uh, so I'm excited. I, I reached out on, on our team Slack and said, anybody care about this? And Isabel, who people will know from the No Meat Athlete Radio podcast and from her couple fill-ins on this show, she says, zero bothers. I guess, which I've never heard before. I guess it's like a zero Fs given type thing. Uh, they're not health <laughs> foods anyway, so avocado versus coconut oil doesn't matter much to me, she says. Ah, interesting. So Isabel, still not healthy enough for Isabel to eat. And I think a lot of people will have that opinion, a lot of vegans probably. Um, the big question, well, I'm curious, Doug, does this matter for you? Will you will you feel better about eating this or eat this any more often as a result? Maybe, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. Because well, it, it like less saturated fat, less less sodium. Those are big ones. I mean, I think a lot of people like think avocado oil is a health food now, probably more than they should. Like it's it's still oil. It's just not really a good whole food. But people mm-hmm. think that's healthy, and people think protein powder is healthy, right? Plant protein. Yeah, there are a lot of people who say no questions asked. Plant protein, healthy thing. That's pretty much all that's in this, right? I mean, I know they're adding some salt, but like. Is this is this less healthy than than you know protein powder and a some oil? <laughs> yeah, just mixing some protein and oil together. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's like impossible there, to know, right? Because about the preservatives in there that that could potentially be a problem. I mean, like, right? We don't know. I don't know about the processing of the of the proteins. It, the, some additional steps have to happen that that would you know further degrade the quality or whatever compared to a protein powder. Uh, I just don't know. So it's it's hard for me to say this is like a terrible food for you. The bigger question, though, like the reason these companies are struggling is because omnivores aren't interested. Right. Is this going to change that at all? It, it might, like, actually. If people, like, if they can rebrand themselves as a health food again. I mean, that was what blew them up, right? Is people thought they were healthier than right. the meat alternative. And now, if, and then, like, you know, then people believe they weren't. And so now if if, uh, if people change their mind again, it might be too late. I don't know, but um, certainly possible. Yeah, I just, don't, like, this doesn't make it less of a Franken food for people. If people are looking at the kind of high level surface level stats of like less sodium right and, and that comes out very often the article comes out that compares beyond meat sodium levels to a bunch of other stuff and says how bad it bad it is so that has a little less firepower behind it now saturated fat definitely does so when you say like those comparisons showing that plant-based meats are healthier than real meats like those are even stronger now because the numbers are better mm -hmm. but you've still got this huge factor the processing frankenfood factor that mm -hmm. hasn't changed a bit uh, I mean, I guess the addition of lentils and stuff makes it seem like it's a little bit less processed, but it's really not. Um, so I don't know. I just, I don't see it making a difference. I mean, it's, I, I think this is good. I'm, I'm glad for it. I just don't think yeah. it's going to make a difference. I mean, I think the taste will matter, right? They're saying it tastes better, but, uh, we'll see about that. And, mm -hmm. um, and then also the price, like if it's more expensive now than that, if there's further price discrepancy then that that's a problem because right now already it's more expensive so you're right that 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 was the other big objection is the price so that's well one of the other ones yeah if the taste is improved that's a good thing the price going higher is not a good thing obviously um mr mr jeffrey says he'd still try it yeah sure he would i don't doubt that mm -hmm. mr jeffrey's always always here for the the new vegan things Hey, shout out to Christian Z. This is like a QVC when people are uh, are buying the product and you call, you highlight the people to make it give social proof, show <laughs> that people are buying, create the snowball effect. Uh, Christian Z says, move to YouTube. Good idea, guys. And then he, and then he says, I was just reading that. I think, I think in response to the Beyond thing. Commenting, he's got all kinds of comments here. It's a treat for me, especially when I want a little motivation. See, you participate. No one, if you put that on Instagram, no one would even see your comment. It would just disappear into the ether. We would ignore it. Um, now you're part of the conversation. So congratulations, Christian. I hope other people, only three over there right now, will will come over. You know, I haven't had a Beyond Burger in a little while. I would like to do that. I might, mm -hmm. I might, I might get one this week. Yeah, I haven't in a very long time. You're right. I think mm -hmm. I probably had an Impossible Whopper more recently than that, but you know, that's been a while. Mm -hmm. I just started. Yeah. I, I bought into the headlines, all the <laughs> Daily Mail. I read enough of those Daily Mail headlines talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these vegan foods collapsing and all that, and I just I just jumped in and said I'm not I don't want that uh -huh. stuff anymore. I'm here for it. Mr. Jeffrey's here for it. Okay. Steven Steven's here for it, I bet. I don't know if he is. I don't hear Steven talk too much about all the plant-based options they have over there that he could be getting. Mm. Maybe he, he got too much overwhelmed. All right. Uh so there you go. That's the Beyond Meat update. But there's more. There are more updates. Uh mm. and, and they're they're big, they're good. Um all right. Sleep apnea, Doug, something I've recently considered whether mm -hmm. I might have that. Never really considered that I would, but then I, the number of wake-ups I had in the night, I started thinking maybe I'm having, you know, breathing episodes all the time. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think so anymore. Pretty sure that's not happening. But, and here's another reason why I'm probably not, a uh, healthy plant-based diet cuts the risk of sleep apnea by about a fifth. This is uh, this is all over the news today. It's a study published in ERJ Open Research. Not sure what that stands for, uh, but they said people consuming the most vegetables, fruit, whole grains, and nuts were 19% less likely to have sleep apnea than those who ate the least plant-based healthy food. Um, it is known that sleep apnea, you know, is linked with uh, obesity, maybe even just extra body weight, uh, having a large neck, smoking and drinking alcohol, and sleeping on your back. Definitely, anecdotally, that's when I snore. So if I drink alcohol, uh, that is when I will be sawing logs in bed. Um, <laughs> anyway, they, they did the old thing where you index the plant-based foods and their, their diet got indexed as how healthy of a plant-based diet was, which is a good thing, I think, comparing... Uh, the different qualities of the plant-based foods and also the animal foods in there. Um, 14,000 people did this. U.S. Wow. National Health and Nutrition Survey, just a survey, and they also answered questions on the, on the questionnaire about whether or not they might have sleep apnea based on what their symptoms were. Uh, and then they just you know, just did some math on that. So it's not like they did a, in a clinical trial or something where they got people and you know had them eat this way and then measured their sleep and all that. It was none of that, just surveys. But... Um, Seems to be pretty good. They don't know what the mechanism is. Can't really say. Same guesses as always that uh, that less inf- anti-inflammatory components and antioxidants. Same things we hear about uh, athletic recovery and long-term health and all that. Same mechanisms um, seem to be behind this, but it, you know, no one really knows. Cool. I mean, that's great news for the plant-based diet, especially if it's making a lot of headlines. A lot of people have sleep apnea. I mean, I remember the. I don't know. This was maybe eight years ago or so when. Everyone started getting CPAP machines, like mm-hmm. everyone. I don't know. I guess maybe that was, maybe they were new or maybe they were just started being covered by insurance or something. Um, but like so many people I knew were getting CPAP machines and you don't hear about them very much anymore, but I mean, it just kind of highlighted the amount of people who had diagnosable sleep apnea. Right. Um, and uh, and so if you can reduce that or reduce the severity with with more plant foods, I think that's mm-hmm. that's awesome. It's a good message for us to be talking about. What if it was a hundred percent of people? If you just go plant-based, you don't have to have that machine anymore in your bedroom and on your, and you don't have to wear that mask to bed, a major mm-hmm. interruption to your life. Uh, you think people would do it or would they say, nah, just like cheese too much. Can't do that. I mean, I would, I would probably venture to say that like 80% of sleep apnea can be solved by uh, weight, like every weight loss. I don't know that I'm making that number up entirely, but I mean, there seems like, I think yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's the big, I mean, I know that my dad, you know, he used, he was a long time CPAP, he was a long time CPAP user mm-hmm. and swore by it. And then he moved onto a boat and started eating a lot more whole foods and uh, lost a lot of weight and uh, no longer, no longer needs it. Mm-hmm. There you go. So based on that hundred percent of, uh, Sleep apnea is. I said. Soon. I said eighty percent. I said eighty <laughs> percent. No, but I mean, but, but you're right. I think you're right. It is a very strong link right now. <laughs> and you don't see people. That's not enough to change people's diets, right? Or I guess right. maybe yeah. it is. And you just don't. Not everybody's. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you you think that would be just a major thing to have a put a mask on, and all you have to totally. do is lose yeah. lose weight. But but losing weight is not that easy. We act like it's easy. Just it's not right. Some people have a. Are, it's impossible for people to lose weight. They think. Does he, um, or not does he, would you, if you could, if, if sleep apnea was your problem and, and a sleep CPAP machine would resolve it, would you wear a mask every night? And... 
sleep with that big machine. Yeah, but I would just hope that that somehow I could keep like searching for the answer and fixing it. Mm -hmm. I would hate to have that be my fate forever. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, in, in the short term, if that like just temporarily made me have great sleeps, yeah, I, I would do it. Yeah, yeah. I looked into getting a home uh, test for that. You can get those now. Uh, hmm. I think they're like three hundred dollars instead of a sleep study, which would be over a thousand for sure. Um, and for some reason, I ended up thinking I just don't need to do this. I think I, I decided it was a very, very low probability that that was my issue. So mm. I didn't do it, but you can. Yeah, interesting. Yep. All right. Um, and last bit of weather report, uh, meaty foods, good news for beyond meat, bad news for meaty foods. They are laying off 13% of the workforce. They don't seem too upset about it though. Uh, the, a new CEO is taking over for the, uh, the, the previous CFO is now taking over as the CEO while the CEO, who was a co-founder, is moving out to be a chief product and brand officer. Um, <laughs> and the only reason this matters is because I think Meaty is like the, I don't know, like possibly the the favorite in this race long term. In 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 the sense that Beyond and Impossible seem to be going having a lot of trouble. Um, what makes you say that? Just because it's your favorite? Because they use mushroom? Yeah, but I've I've you know picked up from different articles that people are excited about it. I think I saw a, a okay. plant-based news article. Um, but I think as far as health goes, and because I tried it, I tried it and it was more like the real thing than mm. these beyond and, and impossibles are. Uh and way, way healthier. I mean, potentially you could say it is a, a whole food source of you know vegan meat. Mm. And that's that's a pretty big deal. Uh so I you know, I don't know. I I think it is you can't really say it's the favorite. Be those two are the favorites for sure. Um, but but next next in line, I think is potential media. Media could be the one that surprises everyone by how much they grow. In my opinion, hmm. I won't be surprised when it happens. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Sorry they had to reduce their workforce. What does that mean? They're uh, focused on realigning on profitability objectives. Got it. That's what they said. Yeah. So a lot of times when this happens, it's not that the company's just in so much trouble. What's the, they may have shifted. They're like our company shifted some goals this year. We said we're not going to care so much about top line revenue, we care about profitability. Mm -hmm. But we didn't immediately fire a bunch of people. <laughs> uh, Scott says that meaty has become my favorite for the taste and the minimal processing compared to others having, having the chicken for lunch today. Cool. There I still haven't go. tried it. I got to try it. Yeah. Sprouts, you can get it. I think it's either Target or Walmart, you could get it. I forget hmm. which one. Could be wrong. I think Target. Um, yeah, that's that's why I think there's potential. As mm -hmm. long as you don't have that allergy thing. All right. Um, Steven asked if my dad still lives on boat. He does. Uh, uh -huh. The boat is currently in Colombia, but he is coming back from the Galapagos right now. They spent the last week in the Galapagos. Cool. Hmm. Doing some uh, Charles Darwin uh, history research. I think just swimming, like snorkeling or scuba diving with a bunch of awesome things. Okay, good. Um, he, why did he start eating whole foods once he got on the boat? I would think he'd just start like eating Doritos and stuff, like load up on. I <laughs> know. Uh, I mean, I think that like, you know, they've been in the Caribbean mostly. So just a lot of access to fruit. Conch fritters. And, yeah, conch fritters. A lot of fruit, a lot of fish, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of rice and beans, that kind of stuff. Nice. Good. Just get as far away from the United States as possible and you start eating more whole foods, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. A lot of rum. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. Well, good for him. I, I wouldn't mind that being my life for a while, just boating around and <clears throat> eating good food. Yeah. 
Uh, Steven pictures a slightly healthier Jimmy Buffett. Seems accurate, right? Yeah, not too far off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Steven his says hair, he was. His hair is now down like halfway oh, yeah? down his back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. His ponytail is wild. He doesn't have a steel drum now, does he? That he carries around? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. No. All right. Uh, Steven says, I was never a red meat fan. Last Beyond Burger I had was in Wicked Weed Asheville. Wow, that is a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Considering it's all over the place uh, in the Netherlands that he not have had it since Astro. Hey, we got a good crowd right now on, on YouTube. Thanks for everybody for being we do. here. Definitely. Yes, please. Please, uh, please keep chatting it up. It's very good to have it. All right. Um, so I mentioned soccer dog. That was a, that was an early foreshadowing about what we'd be talking about today, which is not really a big topic. This could have gone into the weather report, uh, but there just wasn't that much else. So, uh, here's the headline and I, I'm glad to see this refreshing good news for the plant-based diet. A plant-based diet and its relationship with oxidative biomarkers in footballers. It's a new study published in Scientific Reports. It doesn't sound like a very good, uh, reputable source to me. <laughs> uh, and it's on news-medical.net, which is also not a reputable source. Um, but anyway, the study sounds legit to me. Um, what they did was they they took two-year pro footballers, but this means soccer, of course, to those who aren't uh, in the club like Stephen and I. Uh, you have to have had at least two years of professional experience and strict training schedules. Uh, if your metabolic equivalent of the task was greater than 3000 minutes per week, then you could be included, uh, non-smokers, no alcohol consumption and no antioxidant supplements. So this is, this is a lot of criteria here. Um, but they, they did some, they had those people eat plant-based diets. Um, and they actually it was fruit. Sorry. They didn't have them do that. Uh, it was a food frequency questionnaire to determine their, their intake. And they looked at the plant-based index scores again, looked at uh, healthy plant foods, less healthy plant foods and animal foods. That seems to be the, the gold standard now for these studies is that set up. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Um, it's also good because you can, you can, you get this whole continuum of scores there and then you can, you know, find the association. It doesn't have to be like meat eaters versus non-meat eaters and say, which one's better. Mm -hmm. um, this idea of like that you could, I think if you could see a gradual, as the dose increases basically of the plant foods, a gradual improvement in the markers. Like, I think that's much stronger scientific evidence than, than the just like jump thing that happens when everyone goes plant or when they go all the way plant-based. Anyway, um, they did that. The results that they have found were that first of all, the, the footballers, um, they compared them to non athlete controls and the plant-based diet index score of the footballers was significantly higher. So that mm. means that the, the athletes, who cared more about their diet, who have more incentive to care about their diet, I guess, uh, they actually ate more plant-based foods in general. They were more successful at, at sticking to a high plant-based diet than the general population. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, they did say that the healthy and unhealthy plant-based diet index scores that were separately calculated based on diet groups were not significantly different for the footballers and non-athletes. So I guess that means that even if these footballers are choosing more plant-based foods, they're not necessarily choosing healthy ones all the time. Um, so I'm not sure what that would tell us. But the big thing, here's the important part. Uh, the plant-based diets were found to be linked to lower levels of the oxidative stress biomarker F2A-IP in the urine samples of all participants, indicating improved antioxidant status due to plant-based diets. Um, let's see, we said that they were more adherent to the plant-based diets. We already knew that. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the big one. And... I mean, I don't think anyone's too surprised here. We we kind of all had this sense, and I think we've seen studies before that have shown this. In this case, though, on the pro athletes, where 
you know, they're, they're doing everything they can, I think, to to minimize recovery time and eat, you know, do what they can to to be the best they can at their careers. Um, it's significant to see that the plant-based diet is is better for recovery, uh, or at least in terms of minimizing oxidative stress. Um, it's a big deal. And and we don't hear much of this. Like I was as I was reading this, I was thinking like we don't you hear all these articles saying how terrible you know plant-based diets are. And and very often they come from uh Daily Mail in the UK and things like that. But like I was thinking, like when when the lib when the media is, I think often liberal. Is that fair to say, Doug? Is, is the media generally the liberal uh, institution, sort of in a culture? The, tra the traditional big media outlets, yes, I would say so. Right. So I was thinking, if if we like, why if if the media is traditionally kind of a liberal body, why is there so much anti plant based diet? And like we don't see these like pro plant based diet arguments anymore. There just aren't many things that people are like defending it. Uh, and I don't mm -hmm. know why that is. But that this came right after I was thinking about that, so I was thinking this is good. We have some, have some. I think well, I think the anti-plant-based diet articles are mostly coming from conservative media outlets, and yeah, for sure. my guess is that pro-plant-based news just doesn't get clicks, right? And I think that media is now driven entirely by. But why wouldn't it get clicks? Like if if the the audience is more liberal as well, like why wouldn't the why wouldn't they want to hear like about sustainability stuff, a plant-based diet, and all that? Yeah, I don't know. Because everyone's know. over it, and everyone says we can't. We're not going to actually eat that way because we Kate, Kate says liberals like cheese and bacon too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. that's true. Maybe people just don't want to hear that because it's kind of unattainable for people, or they imagine it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Don't know. All right, um, we got a question from Big Media X Clause, who is not uh, not just a troll based on their name. I thought they were before. They said, uh, have you tried Abbott's plant-based meats? I like them. And yes, we have. Uh, our friend Tanya was working with them, and she was mm -hmm. sending us some at some point. And I thought they were pretty good. I forget. I think I had the chicken, and it was definitely different from the other yeah. other plant-based meats. I, I liked it better. And I think it was made out of some better ingredients, too. Was it? I'm trying to remember. Was it dried, and you had to like moisten it, or was it just came in a package? That... Yeah, I can't remember. I, I, I remember was... liking it, though. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm um and uh steven says love this assume they're not assume that they're not top level players if they their club are willing to risk their diets for conditioning well i don't think they changed anything i think they just answered surveys of how yeah they just had food intake data medical history so i think they were just submitting what they do and i think it just turned out that that more footballers are plant-based than a, than a typical general person <clears throat> who's busy with sleep apnea and all, you know, it's called the common, <laughs> common man troubles. Uh, yeah. so yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's good to, good to see that bit of news and, and maybe that's a bright spot. I, I, I don't know that much about how the athlete world is doing with, remember when we wrote the plant-based athlete in 2021, uh, there were a lot of NBA players that were going that way. And it was just sort of a, a thing along with the rest of the plant-based diet. It was just a popular thing at the time. Um, but like if the benefits were real to eating a plant-based diet as an athlete, in terms of extending careers, um, you know, that's not going to go away just because it's not cool anymore to eat plants. Like there's so much money at stake and, and other things in stake reputation or your legacy or whatever, um, that if it's working, they're going to keep doing that. I'm, you, I'm sure of that the amount of data that's being measured, all that stuff. Um, so I think that could still be a bright spot or maybe the bright spot for a while that like, even if it's not the thing that most people are doing and people say, well, it's not that natural to just eat plants. Um, there might be people who say, 
even if it's not quote unquote natural to just eat plants, I'm going to keep doing it. or I'm going to do it at least during the season um, yeah. because it's so effective. So I think that's, that's going to be a, a nice uh, stronghold for us for a long time. But that said, I don't really know that much about the data of how many like recent pro athletes there are in the, in the football world or basketball or what. Was it Steph Curry was uh, on that podcast? We covered this <laughs> a little yeah. while ago. He, he was saying he could never do it or that it was too hard, but, but he was saying that, uh, that it's a popular thing right now in, in the NBA. That's the diet that people are choosing. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, I actually look into that. I'd like to see how much that is going on still. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I believe that does it. Um, Steven says that's surprising. Don't really hear about a lot of football players publicizing a plant-based diet. Yeah, you're right. You don't hear that a lot. Uh, but I hear about, I hear about a few here and there. Mm-hmm. All right. Another Abbott's fan, Matt O'Connor. Matt O'Connor, big fan of Abbott's chicken. I think it's all go. I had was the Abbott's chicken. I don't think I have any of the, the I tried their other stuff at all. But it was good, the chicken. You know, uh, it's kind of a side note, but thinking about athletes and vegan diet. I shared a lift uh, a couple times last weekend uh, when I was skiing. A ski lift. Ski not lift. A, not a gym lift, not a lift at the gym. No, no. Shared a ski lift with a guy uh, who was in his 60s. Um, and we just started talking. He was asking kind of what I did. And I was you know, telling him. And somehow it came up that he uh, is plant-based nutrition. He was like, oh, I've been uh, been vegan for five years. was vegetarian for 20 years before that. Um, and it turns out he, he, was an, um, he was an Olympic athlete, uh, four-time Olympic athlete, or three times Olympic athlete for um, whitewater canoeing. Okay. Um, wow. And, uh, and he said he went, he first went vegetarian and this would have been like in the eighties, I guess, uh, because he, he was too poor. He was like, he was like, rice and beans were the only thing I could afford because mm-hmm. as a professional, like full-time professional whitewater canoeer, there wasn't much sponsorship money. And right. then, uh, and then it changed his physique and changed his ability to recover. And, uh, and he started having all these gains in the weight room and stuff like that. And so then he was like, became a huge vegetarian advocate. Hmm. Um, and this was like a long time ago, but she didn't hear about athletes back then. No, I mean, obviously, right. like it's a niche sport and niche athlete, but um, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. He should have. He should have written a book or something. He cashed <laughs> in early. He should have. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Good. Uh, all right. Last thing, Kate says, looks like Target carries Abbott. So that's good. I don't think I actually knew that. So it's good. And Big, Big Mini Claus says, uh, Abbott's chorizo and ground beef is great. Mm-hmm. And Dale Stevens says, what a great story, Doug. I don't know if that's a facetious kind of thing or if that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you looked a little bored. You, <laughs> you looked a little bored of the story. No, no but it was, it was a nice, like, kind of heartwarming story of, like, there's, yeah, there's all these people uh, out there who are just doing their thing and uh, and right. are vegetarian or vegan or whatever. And, yeah, you still yeah, that is, That's a good point. Again, more evidence that the athletes maybe is our strong. Right? Well, beyond me, just burning mm-hmm. down, we still got people who believe in this diet for its health benefits, especially as athletes. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for the last plant-based morning show of the week, but then there will still be a uh, there will still be a No Made Athlete Radio on Friday. You can all come live to it in the afternoon. But uh, it would be nice to have people show up with that, too. There you go. All right. Thanks for coming, everyone. Good crowd today. Talk to you tomorrow. Yep. See you.